This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 12.03. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us today on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. I'm Andy Dane in for Rob Hart. ExxonMobil powering into the future, drilling for lithium to supply more than a million EV batteries a year. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, money dysmorphia. It's a distorted view of wealth and often hinders sufferers from reaching long-term goals. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Ed Jertson, certified financial planner and founder of Engage Wealth Group in Chicago, online at engagewealthgroup.com. Ed, thanks for joining us here on this Monday. All right, so money dysmorphia. Uh, explain that a little bit and maybe how that can tie to someone's perception uh, of their finances. Hey, Andy, great to be with you. This is a really important topic, right? An individual's relationship with their money can be both positive and challenging. And that money dysmorphia is sort of the negative side, right? The more challenging side where somehow you don't feel adequate or the word we often bring in is the word envy, right? So you're envious of other people and somehow no matter how much money you make, it just doesn't seem enough. So having that good relationship with money is incredibly impactful, not only today, but also in the future. So Ed, what are some of kind of the dangerous parts of this? I mean, you mentioned maybe you're you're feeling like you're not wealthy enough. How can that kind of factor into maybe some decisions people make financially or, or the other way around of thinking maybe you, ha- you have more money than you do? How can that get consumers into trouble here? Yeah, where it can really get into trouble is our consumerism, right? So so back in the day, right, we used to see our neighbor pull up in a brand new car and we would be envious, right? Oh, they have a new car and I don't. Well, today with social media and all the other things, it's in our face every day where it always seems that so many more people have more than we do. And again, it it makes us either consume more than we can afford, credit card debt and the otherwise, or just again, just completely not think about spending because we'll never have enough. And so again, trying to remove some of those burdens that you have, especially on the money side is important. So, you know, being having gratitude in terms of what you have, it sounds really easy, Andy, but it's not, right? You know, I'm happy because believe it or not, there's a lot more people without than there are with. And so getting on that plan of spending and making sure you live within your means and your goals, not someone else's expectations is sort of the fundamental things that we talk about with our clients. Well, helpful stuff. And Ed, I mean, you know, if only if it was as easy as just kind of turning off that envy button, you know, and, and, and not not thinking about other people's finances when you think about your own. Any other tips you have for for consumers to avoid kind of falling into that that trap of money dysmorphia? Yeah, the important part, Andy, is is be comfortable where you're at. Have a goal, have a plan, right? Seek out a certified financial planner to develop that plan of what can fit for you. Because I can tell you, Andy, wealth is not about the size of your bank account or your portfolio, but who you surround yourself with. 
friends, family, experiences, those kind of things, Andy, for you and your listeners is really important to focus on, not how much I don't have, but really looking at what you do and be grateful for that. Really insightful stuff here on a Monday. Thanks so much. Ed Jertson, Certified Financial Planner, founder of Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. You can find him online at engagewealthgroup.com. Coming up, Exxon is accelerating the EV revolution with lithium drilling right here in the U.S. Oil giant Exxon Mobil making a transformative move into the world of electric vehicles, setting its sights on being the leader in lithium by 2027. Joining us now with details, John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv in Detroit. John, thanks for joining us here on the Noon Business Hour. Uh, so tell me, what's kind of the significance here in your eyes as Exxon Mobil kind of branches into this, this space? Well, I, there's a significance on several levels. Number one is that there's going to be more lithium mining in the United States. And, you know, uh, up to now, we've been so heavily dependent on China. So it's just another move for the U.S. to be able to do all this move to electric cars on its own and not rely on China. But the other big news, of course, is a big oil company, the, you know, the biggest American oil company uh, of all, deciding it wants to get into mining lithium. Uh, you know, here's an oil and gas company that's, that's going to help the electric revolution. But I think one reason that they want to get into it is they can use the same kind of drilling equipment, exploratory equipment and everything, to go after lithium like they go after oil and gas. And who knows, maybe this is a game changer for the whole EV movement. So you mentioned the word game changer there. So, John, I want to ask you, I mean, what does the market overall for electric vehicle batteries look like? And has it changed now with the news that Exxon is is getting into that market? Well, look, you know, uh, if you look year over year in the United States, EV sales are up 50 percent, five zero. Uh, we just saw in the last quarter 300,000, more than 300,000 EVs sold. All-time record, never happened before. We're going to sell a million EVs in this country before Thanksgiving, probably. Again, selling a million EVs, that's a, a huge milestone. However, having said that, if you look at from the second quarter to the third quarter, sales grew less than 1%, and that's got everybody a little bit worried right now. Is this just a blip in the growth or, or what's happening? But the fact that Exxon wants to get into it, I mean, they're only doing this to make money, right? So they see that long-term EVs are going to really pay off for them, and that's why they're going lithium mining. And so, John, I mean, you mentioned that. So so what kind of strategic advantages, maybe synergies, is Exxon looking at as they expand uh, into the space? I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned some of the kind of the record-breaking sales for EVs. Uh, from, from Exxon's perspective, what are they looking at as they branch into the space? You know, I think Exxon is probably protecting itself. Uh, and not right away, but, you know, somewhere down the line here, we're going to see sales of internal combustion vehicles start to go down. Uh, in fact, they probably will never go up again as more and more EVs come into the market. And at some point, they're going to start to really drop. So if Exxon can start becoming a major lithium producer, it's helping to protect itself from a drop in oil and gas in the future. Really interesting stuff as always. Thanks, John McElroy, automotive industry analyst, host of Autoline.tv in Detroit. Up next, Evanston facing a crucial decision tonight as the city council votes on Northwestern's much-debated stadium overhaul. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues.
The Evanston City Council facing a pivotal decision on Northwestern University's $800 million stadium redesign, including a contentious proposal for concerts. And joining us now with the latest is Bob Reed, business writer and contributor of Chicago Magazine. Bob, thanks for joining us here on the Noon Business Hour today. Uh, what are some of the key sticking points here uh, as Evanston City Council members get ready for, for this big vote? Well, Andy, as you said, barring any unexpected delays, that big decision is supposed to come down tonight. Right now, the council is split four votes uh, for, four votes against. So the big question is, uh, the mayor, Daniel Biss, gets to break that tie. Which way is he going to go? When you talk about the major sticking points, it has to do probably mostly with the immediate concerns of the surrounding neighborhood. They're worried about things like uh, noise, the environment, congestion, rowdiness during uh, uh, the concerts. But the overall number of concerts has really been an issue. Northwestern has said it's tried to compromise. Originally, it wanted 12. Now it's down to six, and it thinks it has a workable plan. But there is a lot of controversy surrounding this vote tonight. It's actually two votes. Uh, one is whether you're going to allow the de- demolition and rebuild of the stadium And the second vote, which is probably the most important, will they allow the zoning change that's going to allow those six concerts? Northwestern says they are both uh, joined at the hip. If they don't get the uh, concerts, they're not going to go ahead with the stadium. So, Bob, the kind of the history of the relationship between between Northwestern and Evanston, how does that kind of come into play here when, when we're talking about this particular battle? Well, you know, it's always been sort of an uneven uh, relationship. There have been its tension points. Northwestern being a uh, not-for-profit does not pay property taxes. And from time to time, there have been concerns that Northwestern has enjoyed uh, the benefits of being at Evanston in terms of public service and police and fire and not paying its fair share. Northwestern pushes back on that. It says that it's a stabilizing force within the uh, community, a big employer. Uh, But this issue has really been the most contentious in recent memory. And the fact that it wants to change zoning and in the minds of some people not give enough to the city in return has really caused a lot of problems. Bob, quickly, one last question for you. If you had to kind of look into your crystal ball, where do you see this going? How does it play out tonight? I think it probably will go for the university. uh, And I think early indications are that the mayor is leaning that way. But never say never. He may surprise uh, everybody and go the other way. So it's worth watching. And maybe we'll have a much better idea come tomorrow morning. Certainly something we'll be keeping an eye on. Bob Reed, thanks so much for being with us, business writer and contributor for Chicago Magazine. Still ahead, swap the kitchen chaos for restaurant ease this Thanksgiving. Then at 1249, a pair of stock picks from an investing pro. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Chicago's news traffic and weather station. News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. I'm Andy Dane, in for Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A Chicago firefighter is dead after a skylight collapse leaves him trapped inside of a wall. Supplies of food and water scarce as relief trucks struggle to enter Gaza. More people choosing to skip making the Thanksgiving meal at home and are heading out to restaurants. And it is Stock Picker Monday. Get some ideas from a Portfolio Pro. On Wall Street right now, the Dow is up 35 points, NASDAQ dropping 32, and the S&P 500 down 5 points. AccuWeather says very nice the rest of today. Mild with plenty of sun, a high of 65 degrees. Right now, plenty of sunshine and 60 degrees in Chicago at 1230. Topping our news at this half hour, a Chicago firefighter has died from injury suffered during an extra alarm fire in Lincoln Park this morning. 39-year-old Andrew Price was a member of the department for 14 years. Chicago Fire Commissioner Annette Nance Holtz. This job is a very, very, very dangerous job. And we go to work and we never know if we'll come home. So we just ask for everybody to continue to pray for us, pray for his family, and especially his co-workers behind me that still have to go back to work and do this job without their team members. Price suffered the deadly injuries after falling through a light shaft on the roof of a burning four-story building near Lincoln and Fullerton. He's the fourth member of the CFD to die in the line of duty this year. Multinational aid agencies saying far more supplies are needed than what's being delivered to Gaza. CBS's Remy Inocencio with the latest. Fuel is in short supply, as is potable water. Some children drinking from the Mediterranean. I add sugar to make it sweet, says this boy. In the first month of the war, the United Nations says just over 500 trucks with supplies have been allowed into Gaza from Egypt's Rafah crossing. Before the war, about 500 trucks went in each day. Health officials say the battles around hospitals have forced thousands of Palestinians to leave some of the last remaining shelters in northern Gaza conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Markets are mixed and joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line reminding you to bring your business home is Larry Adam, Chief Investment Officer at Raymond James in Baltimore. Larry, thanks so much for being with us here on the Noon Business Hour today. It appears Wall Street's kind of blowing off Moody's lowering of the U.S. credit rating outlook here to, to start the week. Your thoughts as you as you take a look at how the markets are shaping up here on this Monday. Well, thank you for having me, Andy. You're right. I mean, it's pretty quiet Monday. Uh, for the most part, the market's pretty much been in a, in a pretty tight range. What happened with that Moody's downgrade, I think, is nothing that really surprised us. In many ways, they downgraded the outlook. They didn't actually downgrade the credit quality. 
And I think when you see what's happening down in Washington, it wasn't really a surprise to anybody, right? Other agencies have already done very similar things. So I think the market's just in a holding pattern, really waiting for some big economic data to come you know, tomorrow and, and Wednesday with CPI and also retail sales. So probably waiting on some of that data that you mentioned, Larry, but but curious to get your look on on how you know things are are looking as far as a potential recession coming next year. There's been a lot of talk uh, of that. Where do you see that going, or is that something that also kind of hinges on on the release of some of that data you you mentioned? Well, I think the data is likely to continue to confirm that we do believe we're going to go into a mild recession for the first half of next year. And I just think when you look at some of the things that have been powering this economy they're starting to disappear. So we used to have excess savings. There was over $2.1 trillion in uh, consumers' bank accounts extra. Well, most of that is now gone. You know, delinquencies are starting to rise. Job growth is starting to slow. And you're hearing a bunch of people having a lot more trouble starting to pay off some of their bills. Delinquencies are starting to pick up. So we think we're going to have a mild recession. It's not going to be severe, but it is going to be mild. And we think it'll be short, probably lasting about six months next year. Larry, a lot of geopolitical issues going on right now, to, to, to say the least. How does that all fit into the equation here as you look at the, the forecast moving forward? So it's, it's tragic what's happening overseas, particularly over in, in Israel. But, you know, we have to look at it through the lens of the market. And for that, we look at it through four things. Does what's happening over in Israel disturb any of the supply chains? And for the most part, that's no outside of some technology companies that have some business there. Does lead to higher oil prices? We don't believe that it does. You know, one of our energy analysts says that uh, Iran may be extremist, but they're not suicidal. And if you think they've actually benefited from higher prices of oil over the last couple of years, so we don't think they'll do anything to really agitate this, this uh, conflict any further to the point where they get involved. Does it change our earnings or economic forecast? Not really. It's a very small part of the world. And then lastly, can it lead to a flight to safety that drives interest rates lower? It could, but we think there's plenty of other factors that could do that. So while it is sad, they don't really have a big overriding impact on our forecast. So, Larry, you know, heading into the holiday season, a lot of us are feeling a little, little jolly here. But, but are there any threats uh, to stocks that you see as we kind of head into the holiday season and in the new year as well? So we're modestly optimistic. We, we kind of use our guideposts as our target. So right now our target for this year was 4,400. So obviously we're pretty much there as we sit here today. But as you look out over the next 12 months, so September of next year, we're, we're looking at 4,650 for the S&P 500. I think that there are some positive things in the offing. For example, the Fed ending its tightening cycle. That tends to be a positive tailwind for the markets moving forward. The fact that we actually think interest rates have peaked for this year and will actually move lower the 10-year Treasury, we think could actually go down to a range of three and a half to three and three quarters over the next 12 months. That tends to be a positive. And I always tell people that when you look at U.S. corporations, they're the most dynamic, flexible, and profitable companies in the world. They tend to perform better than what people expect. So that's why we still have this modestly optimistic outlook even going into next year. And Larry, before we let you go, any, any areas of the market that you're looking at that maybe are on the cheaper side right now and, and any general advice for the, for the individual investor as we kick off the week? Sure. So the two areas that I think are still uh, reasonably priced are, uh, if, if you look at energy and financials, those are t the two least expensive. One controversial one would actually be uh, technology. We like technology. And if you look at the actual spot uh, valuation, it is the most expensive. But that fails to take into account that technology tends to beat by the most quarter after quarter after quarter. If you start to factor in the typical beats 
technology is not as expensive as people think, and that's one of the areas that we continue to believe will reinvent itself, drive its earnings, and will continue to move higher into uh, next year as well. Really great stuff as always. Larry Adam, Chief Investment Officer with Raymond James. Thanks so much for being with us here on the Noon Business Hour. Up next, taking the stress out of making that Thanksgiving meal. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. If you're looking to escape the Thanksgiving chaos at home, there are plenty of options to indulge in the luxury of a restaurant feast. Let's welcome in Izzy Karish, President of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. The Restaurant Coach here in Chicago. Izzy, thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. Uh, all right, so, so Thanksgiving in a restaurant. Uh, some of us could see that as, as maybe a, a welcome alternative. You're, you're, you're getting rid of the cooking, the cleaning. Um, where do you look at this trend? I mean, is this something that is getting more popular in recent years, maybe losing popularity? Kind of how, how do you see where this is going? Well, certainly, as I look at it from when I was growing up, which was quite a few years ago, it was almost unheard of to go out for Thanksgiving. Very few places offered it. But in the last you know, five or six years, and certainly after COVID, everybody, not everybody, but many, many restaurants not only are offering uh, to be open on Thanksgiving and do the Thanksgiving meal, but I have found that their sales continue to go up. And one restaurant in particular says Thanksgiving Day, the very best day of the year. So I don't want to, you know, throw out any personal opinions. Don't want people to, to you know, show up with the pitchforks because I people get people get kind of heated about about Thanksgiving food. But it's not for everyone. Maybe not everybody loves the turkey, the the stuffing, things like that. What are we looking at as far as offerings go? Uh, if you wanted to go out to, for Thanksgiving, I mean, are you looking at, at you can get whatever you want. You can sit down for fine Italian. You can get a, a good steak. Or are most places kind of focusing maybe on elevated uh, turkey, things like that? I mean, what kind of offerings are out there for those who, who don't want to do the cooking and cleaning? Well, you know, certainly, you know, my family in particular, we always spend it at home and, and doing the traditional uh, Thanksgiving thing. But uh, a lot of people, they just, you know, they have a lot of relatives in town. They don't want to do all the cooking and the cleaning and they want to go out and the choices are getting wider and wider. So, you know, if one of the great Chicago Italian steakhouses is open, uh, you know, anything, uh, pasta, you know, they're going to serve their full menu and they're going to do a plate, something special for Thanksgiving, but they still offer the great options that, that made them the great restaurant. So, uh, you know, certainly check with them, but you know, most of the full service uh, steak Italian uh, whatever those restaurants are, are going to give you many options, not only uh, just the turkey, because they know if you're going to a restaurant during Thanksgiving, you want more options. Well, and you mentioned kind of the growing popularity here, Izzy, and believe it or not, we're only a couple days away, just a week away from Thanksgiving, whether people were maybe already had their eyes set on, on a Thanksgiving at a restaurant or you're convincing people. People are hearing this and thinking, you know what? I, I don't want to cook. I, I'd love to get some steak or some good, you know, pasta or seafood. Uh, when is the good time to, to get out there, try to maybe get a reservation? Or if people are hearing this and wanting to do it, are, are they are they too late? Have they missed that window? Well, I certainly would get online, take a look at uh, you know all the great restaurants that are offering Thanksgiving. Uh, make the phone call. Uh, look to see if they have openings, but. Um, more and more places are getting, uh, you know, filled up. Uh, at this point, I'm actually in New York City today, and a number of the restaurants that we're talking to out here already sold out for Thanksgiving. 
All right, me and many others are going to have to hit, hit, hit the internet a little earlier uh, than we were planning on today. Great stuff, as always. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach here in Chicago. Thanks for being with us. Join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday. Still to come, our Monday stock picker. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It is Stock Picker Monday here on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. And helping us out today is Michael Palumbo, founder of the MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk. Michael, thanks so much for being with us here on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. All right, like we said, Stock Picker Monday. Uh, where are you looking right now? What are we liking as we start the week? Well, good afternoon, Andy, and thanks for having me on. Uh, my first pick would be Meta. Uh, CFO just recently warned of uh, weaker demand in the fourth quarter and ad revenue, but you know that I would take that as as a just a small blip for a company that trades at a 29 PE. Uh, it was a trillion dollar company; it's now 850 billion, so it's come down a little bit. But it is on a big run this year, um, and uh, it, it's trading at a ties for the year. But I, I, I like this momentum in this stock. I love the story. It's a 20 percent revenue growth company. And it's in a, it's basically an oligopoly, oligopoly industry, which which only has a few huge players, and it owns arguably the best assets in the industry in uh, social media, which would be Facebook and Instagram. It also has WhatsApp. Um, I love also betting on great founders. I mean, Zuckerberg is is a legend. Um, he's proven it time and again that his vision is three steps ahead of everybody else's. At 29p again, 20% growth. It's a company that is run by one of the tech tech industry's best entrepreneurs in history. Um, it, so it's it's super cheap here, uh, even even after it's run. I mean, it's basically doubled quickly, and it's actually tripled in the last year and a half. So uh, it's a $330 stock heading to 500 in the next year and 1000 in the next three or four years if you're patient. So jump on board now. Don't be afraid of the chart because the chart just looks so strong. But uh, uh, it's got more to run. The other stock is Uber, uh, another uh, great chart, another stock that's run up a lot in the last uh, year or so. We recommended it here on your show about eight months ago, but I wanted to come back and say we are still long it. We still love it. Um, it's up 70% year to date, but it, it's it's going to $100 in the next three years. Uh, I love companies that have moats. Uber has a stranglehold on local mobility service, and they've won the battle against taxis. And they're basically beating on all of their competition uh, that's left. Uh, the thing that scares traders, I think, investors, is, is the 100 times earnings. And I just would not look at that. I'd look at revenues. They're growing at 20%. It trades at three times revenue, which is very cheap. That's a much more meaningful metric. And it's, it's a monopoly. So you don't get monopolies at three times revenue. I mean, this is a steal. Stock's 52 going to 100 in the next couple years. And I know it's hard to buy, buy these names when they've had such a huge run, but they've had this run for a reason because they're going higher. Um, so stop trying to, to buy dips and jump on the Uber rocket because this one is going to be an easy double in the next few years. All right, there you have it. Two big ones, Meta and Uber. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk. Thanks so much for, for joining us and helping out the listeners today. A reminder that you'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com as well as the Odyssey app. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.